Those of you who were paying attention, and I hope everybody was paying attention, I hope, to the Maftir this past Shabbat. The Maftir talks about uh, the mitzvah of tzitzis, something that we say at least twice a day uh, as the third parsha in Kriya Shema. We, uh, we read and learn all about tzitzis. Could you imagine, I was thinking about this, during Chaim David uh, Rubenstein's Bar Mitzvah, which was his past Shabbos, as he was reading the Maftir so beautifully, I was saying to myself, could you imagine that one of the th- one of the right the top three parshios to make it into Kriyashma, one of them is actually the Parsha of Tzitzis. Of all the mitzvos and all the different things that we observe, Tzitzis makes it into what we consider to be the centerpiece of our uh, pre-Shmona Esrei davening every single day. It's pretty remarkable, both morning and night. Pretty remarkable. Uh, so we we had planned, uh, because of the um, awareness, the additional awareness that all of us have had now to the mitzvah of tzitzis, to invite a special guest live via telephone. And that is the talisman. Rabbi Nisanel Epstein brings tzitzis to the world, as this article from early 2020 says. As the talisman, Rabbi Nassanel Epstein, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for inviting me. Did you have a special feeling, a special pride as you were listening to the Maftir this past Shabbos? Um, I did. I like what you just said, Reb Nachum. Um, I never thought about that before, that the mileage of the, of Vayomer that we get. Yeah. I'd say more out of, out of other... Like uh, Rosh Chodesh is the, the leaning that gets leaned the most. But uh, I never thought about that. Even though I'm so into Tzitzit, I never thought about that. I like to have shots. Well, idea. Not, yeah, it's not, ju- it's not just that. Think about it. I could name, probably off the top of my head, 10 partios of the Torah. And by partia, I don't mean full partios. I mean sections of the Torah. Uh, that one could make an argument should be in Krishma. I mean, we could, you know, some of them we say every single day because they're partios and tefillin. That certainly we could start with. But it's amazing that Sitsis makes it into the top three. And uh, and so one of the things I wrote about your work, one of the things I wrote, one of the things I read I read about your work is that you uh, you have proof, you have a um, uh, an approbation from our tradition and heritage that Sitsis is actually equal, quote-unquote, to all the rest of the mitzvos. So obviously there is uh, not just because of the of the placement uh, in our own kriyashma, which is pretty amazing, but in general there's a special designation that's given to the mitzvah of tzitzis. What can you tell us about that? About the importance of the mitzvah of tzitzis. So as you were saying this, I was connecting in my head. I was thinking that Charlie Harari says that Shema is the mission statement. Nice. And he had, and he says normally a mission statement's four. It's not it's it's not six words. So why did Chazal make it six words? And he gives a good answer. And then I was thinking, well, if that is Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad is the mission statement, and Tzitz is one of the five mitzvahs that is Shkula Kenegah Kol Mitzvah Shabbat Torah, it would make sense that in our mission statement we would have the ultimate mitzvah that reminds us of all the other the other six twelve. Good point. All you got to do good point. is put on a put on a t-shirt with strings. It's right. such a simple mitzvah, and, and it's, it's a return on investment. It's, it's just so unbelievable. And, and by the, the other mitzvahs that yeah. are so hard to do. Right. And by the way, Rabbi Epstein, 
Uh, and first of all, I must tell you that in all fairness to some of the young men in our audience and everywhere in the Jewish world, it's not always the easiest mitzvah for them to do and call a kavod to them that they nonetheless do it, right? Not every circumstance is, is that easy to have tzitzis on. 100%. So it's a call a kavod to everybody that goes the extra mile to always wear tzitzis. But you know what's interesting, Rabbi Epstein? We are not, and, and I have to be careful how I say this because I don't want to encourage young people to think otherwise, but but we are not officially obligated in tzitzis, meaning only one who's really wearing a four-cornered garment needs to put tzitzis on them. That would be accurate, right? 100%. Before I answer that, on what you just said, I want to give a special shout-out to Rosham Becher and Project Tzitzis because of what you said, that they're, it's difficult for certain people right. or certain people... They're, they're on their journey, and they don't know about Tzitzis yet, or they right. didn't grow up with it. So we started an organization that I'm involved in, Baruch Hashem, called Project Tzitzis, and anyone out there can log on to projecttzitzis.com or projecttzitzit.com. We have both, for Ashkenazim and Sardim. Nice. And if you're not wearing Tzitzis yet, you could order a free pair shipped to your door, no questions asked, just to help people wear the Mekan Mitzvah Tzitzis. And we've given over... Thank you, Hashem. 6,000 parrots around the world for free, free of charge wow. to anyone that wants to take on the mitzvah. That is wonderful, Rabbi. Nassanel Epstein, the tallest man, is with us. <laughs> After we've read about the mitzvah of tzitzis publicly, I mean, we do it every day publicly, but boy, it was very public this past Shabbos since the maftir of Shlach is all about the mitzvah of tzitzis. Um, now, I read about you that you... you... Well, one second. So you, you, I want to answer what you said. So technically, it's true that we don't right. have... Only if you have a beggar right. with four corners, a four-cornered garment, you have to wear tzitzis. So that is Rav Moshe Feinstein's question. Beautiful question. So why is that the mitzvah that reminds us of all the other mitzvahs? Uh-huh. Why is it optional? Shouldn't Hashem make a mitzvah that is, that is mechuyav, it's mandatory, right. that, I, that, I, that I should be obligated to do? Why is it an optional mitzvah that reminds you of all the others? And Rav Moshe Feinstein's that's all answers that that was the point of Hashem did that on purpose, to see, are you in it? Is, this is the real deal. Are you really a committed yid? Are you really a from? Do you really want to fulfill the mitzvahs? If you do, you're going to do the option. The optional mitzvah will remind you of all the others. Phenomenal. Yeah, we talk about mitzvah va'osa, right? We talk about those who are commanded to and do, and normally uh, that would be uh, more laudatory than one who's not commanded and does. But in this case, because of the voluntary nature, as you just described, I think it's uh, really an amazing level. Uh, not that Rav Moshe Feinstein needs my uh, <laughs> needs my endorsement here, but you get what I'm saying. Rabbi Nassanel Epstein's here. Now, so you at a young age, I mean, here's the story, at least the way I understand it, you at a young age took an interest in the mitzvah of tzitzis, and you've gotten to the point where now you are familiar with every minute. By the way, I, I read, I don't remember the exact statistic, how many different customs of tzitzis are there? So I'm aware between 17 and 26. What? It could be a repeat. I, I don't know exactly. I haven't officially counted, but just in Tchilas, there's like 10 different ways, 10 different shitos. And then, and then there's some Chassidim, and then, and then in Tzvartim, there's a few different ways. Temanim. So, so the, the Tchilas boys from Israel, that's not the, the most, uh, the most um, uh, relied on Tchilas? Um, that is the the, the machlokas of the right thinner and, and the current snail from still tchelas. Right. Um, so that that's a separate sugya. But how many different ways to tie this is very simple. The the shulchan aruch writes that you only need one knot, and we know from El Shabbos that 
many things have to be two. So it's really a double knot. In order to be chayiv, right, you have to write two letters. Right. You have to tie two, you have to sew two stitches. Right. So for a knot in Allah, to be a knot has to be a double knot. I mean, so that's all you need. The Mishnah Brewer explains that in order to fulfill Zakiri Vanveyu, to beautify the mitzvah, we do what Rashi says in last week's parsha of that Tzitzit and Gematria is 600, and then you have five knots in eight strings. For the record, the, the Ramban argues in Rashi and says, I don't know what you're talking about, Rashi, and everyone out there listening should open up a Chumash, and Tzitzit is spelled with one Yud. And every sitter, too, I looked in the article, sitter, there's only one Yud, it's 590. So, so the Ramban says, I don't know what you're talking about, where's this 600? So before we answer the Ramban, the Tzitzit Chumman defends Rashi and says that Rashi is saying that after Chazal, the Geonim, Chazal put in an extra yod, they put in a yod on purpose to make the, it be, to make with the cartim of the Hashem Nikuyam. So the Pasuk actually comes to life, Chazal took the liberty and put in an extra yod, and then the Gematria works out. The Ramban says, I don't like that shot, and it's really the Tchelas, that's Soma Layam, Soma to the ocean, which is, reminds you of the Rakia, the sky, and then the Kisei Akavod, the um, Hashem's throne. Um, so to speak, is blue, and that's going to remind us of all the mitzvahs. I want to say on that idea, I heard a beautiful question from Rabbi Joey Haber. Shout out to Rabbi Joey Haber. <laughs> He's on Torah anytime. I, Torah, he gives amazing shirim. And he said, isn't that a roundabout way? Why does Hashem make it that one mitzvah, that you look at the trelas, and then and then you then you look at the ocean, and then the sky, and then the kids like, oh, that's four different ways. Can Hashem make a mitzvah that you just look at it and remember him and serve him? So Ramosha Feinstein also gives an answer that it's a, it, it's a teacher's a muster, that in life you can't grow overnight. You can't become the Chavetz Chaim overnight. It, there's levels. And even if you want to remember Hashem and serve Him, first you have to look at the tzitzit. Then you look, you see the blue string, then you see the ocean, then you see the sky, and then you see, then you remember the Kisei Kohen and Hashem resides on it, so to speak. So that's what you can take out of Kayla. Pretty amazing. Rabbi Nassanel Epstein's with us. He is the Talus man. How long does it take you to put Sitzes on a Talus after all this experience? So it takes me around, around, I, I timed it. Actually, my wife timed me, and it, was, it took me around six and a half minutes to tie one corner, which um, was the fastest I ever tied. Wow. So if someone does a whole Talus in a half hour, that's like record time. It is. There, there, there was a there was a video on YouTube. I, I don't. I, I can't find it. It was on the Yeshiva World News channel, and I remember when I was in Yeshiva, meant like seven years ago. I sent it to my mother. I was learning an art to show in Yeshiva Chavetzchayim, Chavetzchayim Yishalayim, and she's like a mitzvah Hashem where you one day, and there was like some chassidim that in like, in like, in like I don't remember the time. It was like ten seconds. It wasn't ten <laughs> seconds. It was like fifteen seconds or thirty seconds that they tied an entire. Corner, and my mother's like, "A mitzvah by you one day." <laughs> That's now, great. Hashem. I started at the age of eight when you were referring to that article by the Jewish Link. Right. So I was eight years old, and my father led a trip, a Kiro trip from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. He's the rub over there, and he and one guy couldn't come. His name was Mark, and he said, "Rabbi, could you bring me back a talus with the blue strings?" And when my father came, when I when I was I was eight years old, my father came home and he said, "Nisano, would you like to tie it this?" And I said, "Sure," and he taught me how. And, and the rest history. My father did say, as a chinuch, um, um, point, uh, chinuch aspect, a chinuch tip. By the way, shout out to Rabbi Fry and Epstein, who's my father, Torah, anytime, go listen to all his amazing shirim. So he said, for chinuch, you don't, you don't just tell your kids what to do. You, you, you show them what to do. And you say, would you like to tie a and you demonstrate, like we do by, by, the, by the Seder, 
So you, you go through Mitzrayim, you go through the Haggadah, go out of Mitzrayim with your children. If you want to successfully teach your kids to have a passion for any mitzvah, you got to do it with them and live it. You don't just say, oh, this is, wake up, don't be late for shul, put on fillin'. you gotta, you got to have a, you got to do it together. Otherwise, like, why should I do this? Why Phenomenal. is that cool? Well, you think it's cool, Dad, but, like, why do I think it's cool? Phenomenal. Well, you got to have great parents if you're going to do great things. And, well, you don't have to, but you got my point. It certainly helps. And in this case, it seems like you've uh, had just that. Um People debate whenever. Whenever I call my friends at Shop Eichlers and tell them I need, you know, to, okay. buy, to buy some pairs of tzitzis, so they'll ask me, "Do you want the really long strings? Do you want the really thick strings?" I, I mean, I, I'm assuming that you don't encourage or discourage anyone from getting any type of tzitzis that they'd like. Would that be accurate? So I really, um, the nature of my business, uh, and before I answer, this, I want to say one thing that we didn't answer before. You asked about all them and hug him. Right. So it, uh, what I was saying is that the Mishnah Baruch says it's all to beautify, to beautify the mitzvah. Right. And therefore, even though the Shulchan Aruch says, I mean, you need one knot, there's Belzer way, there's Breslov, there's Chabad, there's Temani, there's Yemenite, there's so many different ways, and that goes along with this question. I really encourage everyone to do their minog. Right. So yesterday I got a message on WhatsApp, and, and if anyone wants to contact me, my number is um, plus one if you're out of the United States, 856. Seven four five nine five eight eight. WhatsApp is the best way to reach me. And I get a message on WhatsApp, and a guy's like, I would like to order Tachayla. And I see he's from Monsi, and he's Hasidish. And he's like, I want Kain Tachayla. And I'm thinking, like, what in the world is that? This is, is, is wool. The, the strings are actually wool. So I go back and forth with him. And what I want to take out of it, and I, I say, you, you mean you want a Kain Dege with Tachayla tied on? He's like, yeah, that's what I mean. So normally what I, and then I say to him, what minog? And he's like, I want kind. I'm like, no, no, no. And I send him a picture from Seal of, of like 15 different ways to tie tzitzis, including the Marshall Shafter and many other shittos. And, and that's what I do all the time. If somebody's Chabad and they order thick, I'll say, I, I don't know if you're aware, but the minog in Chabad is based on the Rizal. The Chabad only wear thin. Right. So that, so it's a, it's a gaiva thing. Thick euro that you don't look so from. Oh, he has such thick tzitzis. Right. He's he's super from. So I really try to encourage everyone, even when they're wearing tchelas, if they want to take on tchelas, to say, "What well, minog?" And they say, "I don't know." And they're like, "Well, here's the choice: pick one out, or ask your of, or if you're if you don't have one, then just do what you're doing right now." Seven, eight, eleven, thirteen. The Ashkenaz way. So I really try, and that's what I love about this business. To to that every yid has every from yid has a, has as minhagim. They, they, they have a, their own heritage, connecting back to our Sinai. So I really encourage everyone to do their minog. If you're a Belzer chassid, if you're a Slonomer chassid, I, I once tied it for a, a, a Papa chassid, whatever chassid or, or yid you are, I really encourage you to do your minog. And when sometimes people want to do three or four, they want to do Rezov, they want to do Chabad, they want to, they want to do Sver, or they want to do Sparty, like or, or Breslov, I, I really... I, it's not my place, so I tell them, if this is what you want, I'm happy to do it for you. But the best thing in Yiddishkeit is to have your minog, if you want to take on a new minog, you could ask yourself if you need to do a Tars Mazar. Right. If you want to take on something new, then fine. But really, you have to have one way of doing it. It's not, it's not healthy Yiddishkeit, which I learned from my father. Right. That, that that one day you were a Gartzel and the next yeah. day you were a Strymon. Like, Look, it's no, you gotta, you gotta be it's, it's, it's no secret that some of the people, especially the old-timers, who are uncomfortable making the switch to Tchelis in general is because they don't want to change what, you know, had been done for, you know, generations in their family. So, you know, to each his own, as you're describing, or by Epstein. Uh, also, I'm assuming that, uh, you know, that there are kids out there especially 
who might want to wear a lighter type of baguette, a lighter type of tzitzis garment, oh. uh, which so, some which some people might yeah. which some people might either criticize or discourage. I'm against the practice of discouraging that. I think it's better that they are you know wearing tzitzis at all uh, and and you know agree to and get used to that. I don't know what your position. Hundred percent. Yes. So before that, you you commented on the strings. I just want to uh, say a little bit more. The stri- there there is thick thin. Thick and thin, and then there's a new thing called bainani, which I actually showed my father-in-law yesterday. There's also the standard size of 60 centimeters. Um, this new cool thing that people are wearing 80 centimeter tzitzis now. I'm getting requests, and it's like it's like the in thing, like like people want tzitzis down to the floor. So I don't know, but if you want that, I could tie that for you. Um, and it's normally thick or thin. Now, when it comes to the material, there is mesh. There is, um, there's two types of mesh. There's really, there's the polyester, and then there's the cotton. The cotton one's better, Al Pihalacha. Ramosha talks about that. Then there's cotton. There's poly cotton. There's non wrinkle, there's non, non wrinkle cotton. I really work with Keter Judeka, so I want to give a shout out to Keter Judeka for being such an amazing, um, like top quality. Judico and company. Well, well, and, well that, um, that's what I wear, and they take their quality very seriously. So that's, that's a, why I only work with them. So people ask me, "Do you?" Work? I'm like, I don't know anything about the other other companies. Like, I'm not going to say names. I just don't know. I just I work with Keter Judico. So I really want to thank and shout out to Reb Yamin, who is the, the head salesman Flonimer Chassid, who um who, who I work with. Um, so there's all these different types of tits, and there's wool. And then on top of that, there's this new, this new line of lightweight wool. So for people who want to, for, um, for, like Chabad will always wear wool. Right. I was doing a, a tour a few years ago in the summer to Texas, and Vinyamin from Kater Jacob said, if you, even if you're going to Texas, if you're going to Chabad, they are only going to wear wool, right. no matter what, even in Texas. Right. Other Hasidim do wear, wear Kai and other things, but there's a new, for non-Chabad, there's a new... Wool called lightweight wool. I also there's also a, a lightweight talus called the summer summer talus that I sell as well. That it's it's easier. I actually wear that in, in the summer. And let's go down to the bottom. So mesh, you brought up. It, it's better not to wear. It's better than wearing nothing. I want to say Rav Nachum, you're online with the Shmuel Kamenetsky. So I asked him, and he said any garment that that tits are tied on. Is considered sitzis, right. even if right. there's the shita. Right. That, that, and, that, and, uh, and, and parents and rabbeim who encourage kids to change from those very lightweight, you know, uh, mesh as you described, think twice before you do that because there are reliable poskim who say it's it's fine. But there's a small kamenet because of other. Exactly. So, so there there's other there's another way to look at it. It's some some people will say if you get a board from Home Depot and you bang a hundred nails into it. It's not a board of wood anymore, and that's how they look at right. mesh. That it's not really a baguette; it's, right. it could be bottle. It's, yeah. it, but yeah. on the other hand, I, I would say I would say take someone, it easy. Yeah. If that's what someone's going to wear, right. if that's the only thing that they're going to wear, that's better than nothing. On the other hand, according to the Shulchan Aruch, the highest level, and that's a Chabad and Chassidim take, is wool. I will point out that you never really see somebody in a cotton talus or a mesh talus. It's always wool because that's the Oraisa, right. and we learn out. We, if you look in the so you're a Dalim and Aleph, and you and you vomit, so we learn out we learn out from Shatnis that no not Shatnis Torah that it says beged by Torah and since the the Torah says by a wool and linen the, there's three types of Torah skin house and body and and on no skin that is body body house and garment and on garment it could be red or green and like a house 
And since the Torah says Baggett over there, the only begotten over there was wool, is woolen. And, and the Gemara makes it clear that any time that Baggett used in the Torah, it means woolen. And, and therefore, the Shulchan Aruch learns, and according to Svartim also. So if you're Svarti or you're Chavad, it's, it's not okay. just Nishkosh. It's not Rabbi, so simple. Okay, Rabbi Epstein, we're getting way into the nitty-gritty here. Anybody who wants information about the Talisman and your expertise, which is vast and much appreciated, again, just give out your WhatsApp number, and people can ask you these questions about Minhagim, about getting you I to like tie that. their tzitzis, what to do about Tchelis, and certainly your opinion and your encouragement to get people to wear tzitzis no matter what type of uh, of, uh, 100%. of clothing it's made of. Give, a, give us the WhatsApp number, and let's spread the word, uh, Rabbi Talis, man. Plus, plus one, if you're outside the United States, or if you're in the United States, 856-745-9588. Again, I just want to clarify, all, all, if it has this on it, it's 100% kosher, except there are certain talisim that are, that are more like a scarf. That wouldn't be kosher, according to the Nishimura, right. according to no postkin. But a, but a talis or a pair of talisim, whatever material it is, as in-depth as you want to get into, it's all if they're selling it from Ketcher you could wear it. I'll tell you, you're uh, you're making an impact in a really, really important area, to say the least. And it's been a real pleasure speaking to you. Thank and, you. Thank and you. continued success. And uh, uh, we got to do more of this because people have to realize that it's not just the mitzvah of tzitzis that we read about and that it's part of our Kriyashma every single day. When, when a young man uh, continues to dedicate themselves to a mitzvah during all their waking hours, it has an amazing positive influence on them and I would say on their friends and family as well. And I have a feeling, Rabbi Epstein, that you agree with me on that. 100%. My little brothers come over to me all the time and say, like, is this kosher? Is this not? I don't tell them. If, if something's wrong with or they're missing a knot, I'll tighten it or tell them. But like, I thought about that from a chinof aspect because my father taught me that like, since I'm so into it, my family gets into it, yeah, or people 100%. in my community, people in my shul come over to me, and they'll and they'll, they'll take out a talus from the shul's bin in the back and say, right. um, "This is kosher." <laughs> and imagine what it's doing for the kids that uh, are uh, that associate with your brother as well. All right, Rabbi Epstein, thank you, the talus man, everybody here on a Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. More coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM.